This episode is brought to you by Mitra Gaia, the top-rated online Kratom supplier. Listeners get 10% off of non-sale items on MitraGaia.com by using the discount code YHPOD. That's YHPOD at M-I-T-R-A-G-A-I-A.com. MitraGaia.com. Welcome to Your Highness Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Crash, and today I am joined by Joan Parrot Fonseca. How are you doing today, Joan? You got it, Fonseca. Fonseca. <laughs> How are you today? Well, thank you so much, Diana, because you've put up with a lot from me to get on this podcast, and I'm so excited about it. I think I'm overexcited about it. So thank you so much for inviting me. And I'm, I'm, I'm hyped up to talk about senior high. And I'm excited to hear about it. <laughs> I'm excited we finally got here. Um, all right. So we're going to start this episode as we do every episode with our recurring segment, Fave Pot and Fave Not Pot, where each of us discusses our current cannabis and non-cannabis related item movement, movie, books, whatever you want. So I'm going to start with my fave pot. And it's something that was recently sent to me by a company called Love You 3. And it's, um, people can't see this, but I'm showing Joan. Um, (laughs) They're called happy hour gummies. Like like they're (laughs) gummies, but they're called happy hour. And they're Delta 8, CBG, CBD, and they're collagen infused. And they're really great to take in the evening. Um, So I'm a big fan. And I like that they have seed to sale tracking on their um, ingredients that they source. So their hemp is tracked from seed to sale. So I'm a big fan. What is your fave pot right now, Joan? Well, right now, uh, since the pandemic, I have had such trouble sleeping. So I am... Uh, I've been uh, smoking and vaping, actually. I started to vape and I'm an old bird. And, you know, I was kind of afraid of it. I didn't really understand what it was. Um, And I'm doing very, very uh, indicas for nighttime. Uh, And then during the day, I'm doing something called, um, uh, that's a half and half uh, Royal Medic. It's a... uh, half and half, half THC, half CBD. Um, and then I have been experimenting with, uh, with the cannabis oil, both CBD and THC, and literally making my own tincture. So that's been the latest thing. And it's economically, especially for, for seniors, you know, this stuff is really expensive. So learning how to make as much as you can is very, very helpful. Um, so, uh, I'm an indica girl. I'm a sativa woman, (laughs) so I don't need anything that's going to spark me (laughs) and keep my brain going. So I like the quiet, uh, the quiet side of it. And, you know, I, 
I, I don't like gummies. I haven't liked gummies because, you know, one person can, especially if you're in a group and there, you know, I have a senior story. A friend of mine was giving a, a 16 sweet 16 party for her, 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 um, her granddaughter and the, the older one comes in and says, Graham, you need to take some of these gummies. And her and her girlfriends took, well, one person took one or two and they didn't feel things at the same time. So she's like, Hey, I'm just going to take three or four. Well, they couldn't wake her. <laughs> she didn't wake up until the next morning when the party was over that she paid for. She just started speaking to everybody again. So for me, Gummies is, is, uh, it's really have to be careful, especially with seniors, because for some reason they think it's not, it's not cannabis and it's fun and it makes you lift. And, but the issue with it as medicine, there's no dosage. You have to figure out your own dosage so you can end up pretty flat, pretty out there. So, um, uh, but I've been doing something called lemon, uh, ginger drops. They're like cough drops and they're half CBD, half THC. And it's more, it's not, well, well, a lot of seniors will say, well, I get high. Um, and, uh, it's a lift versus a high. And because a, a lot of this go back to the 60s. So we, they'll, the, you know, the industry has not catered to seniors. For example, you know, they use words, you know, like uh, sour LSD, which is a CBD thing. But when a, a senior hears, L, anybody hears LSD, they're not excited about taking it. So we really, so senior high for me is also the products, uh, all the glass that looks like the 60s doesn't work for seniors. We can't even screw off bottles. I know you can't imagine not being able to screw off the top. And I never thought I would be there, but I, I have arthritis in my thumb and a lot of seniors can't screw the bottle. So uh, not just uh, getting seniors to, to really embrace cannabis as a medicine, um, but also to get the industry to understand that uh, seniors are the fastest growing uh, uh, folks of coming into dispensaries. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I can't wait to talk more about that in a minute. But before we do, let's, I'm going to start with my fave, Not Pot, which is a show on Apple, Apple TV. Um, it's called Bad Sisters. And the synopsis is it follows the Garvey sisters who were bound together by the death of their parents and a promise to always protect each other. And that's not a really great synopsis because it's a murder mystery and it's really cleverly done. It's, um, mm. it's a limited series. It's only one season. And um, it's, it's like a British type of, you know, but it's really good. And I mean, I love British TV, so... I mean, actually, technically, I guess this is in the UK. I mean, I don't know where it is in the UK, but I think this actually might be Ireland. But anyway, <laughs> the point is, it's a really good show. It's called Bad Sisters. It has a great soundtrack. It's um, just really well written, and I highly recommend it. So what's your fave not pot right now, Joan? You know, it's so funny. You had me screaming because I thought I was the only one watching Gentleman Jack. And I, I loved it. And uh, the Hotel Lotus, have you seen that? It's uh, a White it's Lotus some, on HBO. In, uh, 
Yes, the white lotus. Oh my God. Uh, talk about dysfunction. It's like me and my friends. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, I'm liking that. And I saw something uh, with two great actresses uh, and I, I watched it and it kind of was disturbing to me. It was about two best friends that were best friends from childhood and they both had sons and their sons were grown and they both, they kind of switched sons and they both started oh. sleeping with each other's son. I don't know why it I couldn't get it. it I it couldn't did. watch that. Yeah, I couldn't get it. Have you heard about one. it? I had a hard time with it and it was such mm -hmm. good actresses. I kind of Naomi Watts, I think it. was in it. Um, that one. And I was like, yes, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, uh, I can't even imagine it. So yeah, that was disturbing. Um, and evidently I, I had to look it up by, and it turned out it was, came out in 2003. Um, but they didn't release it. And, uh, it, it's, it's very disturbing. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so that's not your fave, not pot. It's just something you don't recommend. <laughs> oh, Fave, my fave not pot. What what would be my fave not pot? Um, sad to say this, but I'm beginning to lose my fervor over just plain butt. Uh, I think uh, I started smoking at 14, so I think 60 something years. I'm tired <laughs> of rolling. <laughs> I'm tired of so. I've been exploring uh, ways to in, infuse it in my diet. And then my regimen, my health regimen, without smoking. And that's a new one for me. So, uh, yeah, I've kind of really pulled back a lot. And I think a lot of it is habit. Um, and my, my, I have arthritis, so I can't roll. Uh, you know, I'm just finding new ways to infuse uh, my, my, oh, I miss my fave thing, is putting a lozenge of CBD in in tea at night. And that's been very helpful. That's for a really sleep. good idea. So you have an extremely impressive background in politics and public service. How has your political work influenced your work in cannabis? You know, it's, it's so different when you are in, uh, let's say a government position and you have, uh, the ability to help people through government resources. You get to travel, you get to really get into the industry and blah, blah, blah. What's been uh, really hard for me is the fact that there's so much federal and now that's being changed, but um, we can't bank. And these are legitimate uh, licensed uh, medical cannabis. Uh, you can't, if you mention just buy anything, the banks drop you. So not being able to access uh, regular uh, streams of help is, so it allows for a lot of random, uh, it's like the wild, wild west. And this idea that women are, uh, DC has a very good uh, uh, role so far for women, but how long will they be able to last? Because this is a cash only industry. So hopefully what I'm hoping to do is to use my background and the fact that I have been to, I, look, I was a talented teen for the mayor when I was 14. So 
I come from a real political family. So what I'm hoping to do is to bridge that gap between the industry uh, and uh, making sure that these laws are changed. The banking laws, we got to get on the out of schedule one. I mean, that was a complete, uh, I was there when Nixon did it. He did it to pay us back for stop the war and the protests and to put uh, schedule one in the ironic thing is as part of that, you're not allowed to research. So uh, everything in, in terms of cannabis is the opposite of what uh, I was working on, um, but thus the same. So hopefully I'll be a person that can gap uh, uh, the laws and be able to uh, say to Congress, to say to the, I look, I've been you know, all my life, I went to Howard, Harvard, Georgetown, George Washington, uh, I mean, all these schools, and um, and I'm really trained on being a manager and that how do I take those skills and formulate uh, sort of a path between being illegal, so to speak, and coming into the mainstream. And that's going to be very, very difficult because I think Big Farm is just waiting, okay? Um, and there's so much cash um, it's a cash only business, which is very, very dangerous. And it's not good for, for women actually, because it's harder for us to raise money. And it's always been that way. Even with government contracts, you, you had to, you had specialties in terms of focusing on women. Um, so, uh, I see myself as, a um, uh, hopefully living a long time <laughs> and, uh, being able to be one of those uh, folks that can bridge the gap uh, and say, look, I worked as an agent in the marijuana business, but I also worked as a director of the, uh, I, I think I told you I was the first woman to ever be appointed uh, as a minority business development a, uh, agency head uh, under Ron Brown. And, and um, doing that, I got to go around the world and taking small businesses to, uh, to the international uh, uh, to the Caribbean, smaller trade missions with smaller businesses. And so this, uh, the same thing there in changing the paradigm, um, people will, I believe, listen to me because I've done the work inside, you know, in terms of being a uh, city, state, but county government. I, right. Uh, I've done and it all. You have been, you just said you've done it all. So you've been working a long time to ensure that senior citizens get representation in not just cannabis, but everywhere else. So what are some of the biggest holes in the cannabis accessibility for seniors that you see? Well, the it's, it's so funny. It's one that it's hard to describe. It's called stigma. Uh, and you, I had originally thought that the folks that the seniors that came in, uh, you know, when I started, I've been at the dispensary six years and I came in as a very, very sick person. I had rheumatoid arthritis, a rare form. I was keeping my disease a secret, uh, because I was climbing up that ladder. I had to get up at four o'clock in the morning just to get to work, uh, to be able to function throughout the day. So, um, so there's so much stigma uh, and laws against uh, marijuana, for example, I didn't drink. I had to learn to drink. Okay, now that's crazy. I had to learn to drink 
in order to travel, the blah, 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 because I could not, I had a uh, drug test. So during the period that I was serving, I was really uh, becoming uh, more susceptible to disease. I stopped doing cannabis after starting at 14, going through college, going through law school, going through all of this. But then when you have to, do, you know, get investigated and, oh, and random drug tests. Um, uh, the Clinton administration had more drug tests than anybody in the history of drug tests. Uh, and so uh, it, it was pressure to, to, to go to alcohol as if that's an answer for anything. So uh, I think that's one of the, the biggest, the stigma. But what I'm finding now that's interesting is now that organizations like the Cancer Society, because with no research, doctors did not learn this in med school. So uh, when we first started the program here, um, they made it so stringent. It was so expensive. Uh, doctors, only a handful of doctors were uh, giving recommendations. Um, and so I thought it was going to be the former users. No, it's actually people who um, have serious diseases were coming in, cancer patients, a lot of cancer patients. Um, unfortunately, uh, they came in at later stages. Um, although we were able to help people get through the, now we have much set protocols for folks that have cancer that are in treatment and they're doing so well. MS, we're having a lot of success with MS. But uh, after the pandemic, look, mental illness and just the, the ability not to sleep, that's one of the things that seniors have to deal with. Uh, I wake up three or four times a night, and I'm trying to think, when did I start this? Well, I'm getting older. The other backlash that I find interesting is that because of the crack epidemic and all of that, a lot of my friends really who smoked or might have smoked uh, and early really did the anti-drug things with their children. So now that their kids are in their fifties and they're in their seventies and eighties, the kids don't want them to do cannabis. They are hiding from their own children um, to, uh, to get cannabis. So what I'm trying to do is not only educate seniors, but educate their families that this is not, you know, some off deal thing because they come in and they'll say, I'll give you a great example. Um, in my church, I went to the pastor and I said, listen, this is what I do. And so he started to refer people to me. Unfortunately, folks uh, that really don't understand it don't have a, uh, he was really good at sending me patients that were, were uh, very, very sick, dying in some cases. Uh, but it's still... Uh, I remember a couple came in, she was very, very sick. And so the husband had talked to the pastor and uh, they came in and she says in this little voice, will I get high? And I didn't know that my mouth was running. I said, girl, you need to be high. It actually came out of my mouth. She, um, uh, the three of us laughed so hard. It, and he wrote me a note and said, it was the last time she had a belly at, uh, laugh. We laughed so hard. I said, she says, I don't want to get high. And I'm like, baby, you need to get high out of my mouth. 
And um, so every day there's a setback, but then there's five steps forward. You know, when people come in and said, I haven't had uh, epileptic attack in uh, six months for the first time in my life, I'm sleeping, my anxiety. Now, since the pandemic, everything has changed. Young people, and thank you for your podcast because, uh, look, I'm getting a lot of my mental illness <laughs> and trauma. You know, um, uh, folks my age, for example, um, my mother told me, my mother was an educated woman, told me that whatever I did, never go to a psychiatrist. She said, baby, all they're going to do is write a book about you. That stuck with me. And I'm, fi- I'm finding that a lot of seniors um, have that same, you don't go and talk about your business. You don't complain about your sorrow. You don't even talk about um, the stress that you're going to. And then, then I look back on the 50s and 60s, how much alcohol was involved in their lives. Because, you know, you can't talk to anybody. Um, and do you know that it's recent, although I've had so much trauma in my life, my mother died in an accident, my boss died 20 years later, Ron Brown in the plane crash with 36 people I worked with every day. And uh, what my, what I found was I was using a substitute that was go to school, wear pajamas and that crazy, and just get another degree. That's that's the same thing as, as going to a psychiatrist. It is not. Okay. So I have great degrees. So when you look at them and when I look at them now, I look at them through the eyes of trauma. And so cannabis, I think is it's, it allows for natural, uh, for rather than drinking a bottle of vodka at night, to, to some people, uh, the old heads, I call them old heads, they, they love rolling, they love smoking, they love everything about it. But then there's so many new things that one can try, you know. And so uh, I'm really optimistic. I'm uh, about the future of the acceptance of cannabis. Uh, I just want to be part of changing the rules and the law because until we do that, it's still going to be hard. Um, one thing that DC just did, which is a step toward recreation, and I, I look, I can't wait for you, you and your hub, hubby to come, is uh, we take uh, cards from every state in the union. But now folks can come in and have a temporary card. And they can, it takes five minutes. You scan the bar, put in your ID, not a whole lot of information. You know, they want it so securely, all this stuff that's not necessary. And we're seeing a lot of people come in just to try it, you know, just to say, oh, okay, this is not bad. And uh, our dispensary actually is in an office building. And people say, why do we have to go through the office building and blah, blah, blah. Well, it's a message that we're the only one in the office building with lawyers and, and doctors and all kind of lobbyists. And because it says we're not hiding. You can come through. It's very safe. It's in an office building, and it's strange. And we have people that probably have never gone in an office building to conduct. You know, uh, folks come in and they look around. And it's like, oh wow. Um, so uh, there's so many aspects of uh, cannabis that uh, I mean, I learn something each day with 
as growers began to be more and more creative and um, and uh, uh, to stop to to stop using the stigma names. Just if we stop naming uh, the, uh, cannabis with the weirdest, crazy names from the from the sixties, would be a help. So, and shows like yours, because listen, so you got me, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, it's okay. (laughs) I enjoy listening to you. Um, I'm enjoying listening to you is what I meant to say. So I just wanted to touch on something because you're talking about the accessibility for seniors and you touched on it a little bit earlier, but can you talk a little bit more about how the packaging is a big accessibility block for people with arthritis and other disabilities? Um, I mean, it's not specific to any age group because I have issues with child packaging as well. Yes. Um, but how do you find the conversation going with your elderly clients who can't use childproof containers? They, they're very, look, it's so funny because they're very creative. And um, uh, I've actually visited a couple of patients at home and they have those old pipes, you know, those old big pipes, you know, corn, they almost look like, you know, my dad's pipe collection. And they'll stick with, uh, they'll go find an old, big old pipe because they can hold it. You know, when you have these little teeny pipes and they're glass, and they're afraid they're going to break the, the the thing, but it's everything so little. And so they have these little, so they like things that they can grasp. For example, one of the things that I'm, I'm looking forward to is, is getting out here and, and shows like yours to talk about it, because I think that, um, I'm, I'm really looking for, uh, someone or, I started talking to a couple of people about producing these kind of things. For example, the coffee grinder, you know, you just hit the button. So the grinder for those who, and there are a lot of people that still want to smoke. Um, So they will uh, hit the button and they use their coffee grinders, but it's not sharp. It needs to be a different blade. So there are, uh, there are actually appliances out here that would be, that can be easily, uh, uh, you know, shaped in a, a form in which a senior is, it, it's easier. Everything is, is hard for us. For example, the law requires that when you package and you, even in a medical, you have all this tape, all this stuff that you have to tear open. Even that is uh, a struggle. Um, but uh, on the safe side of that, we have not had one child to be able to get into the package and you almost have to get a truck. So I see the balance of, of, of having it to be safe, but to offer, uh, options for people that don't have children in the, in the home, uh, or grinders or different, even the names, the names are so important when you see the strain and the strain is so good, but it's named after LSD, uh, it's hard to say, hey, this has three-fourths CBD, a little bit of THC. Um, So I think uh, for me, what I'm, uh, and I thank you so much, Diana, um, uh, I'm no longer a virgin on the podcast list. I mean, I'm listening 
um, that you've taught me a lot. And I, I love this platform to be able to share how much improvement that, that seniors that stick with it, that have support, do so much better. They do. You come in and um, especially young, we've seen a lot of cancer patients that are in their 40s and 50s. And so I had to adjust my head to that of seeing young people. They're coming through it uh, very well. We've had great success with uh, helping with just even folks that are in treatment and uh, what they need for that. But also the more and more research that the Cancer uh, Association and AARP, uh, those organizations are helping because, you know, some folks, they read it and they say, oh, shucks, AARP says it's okay, the cancer side. So we need more organizations. Uh, and MS, uh, we have a relationship with the MS Society and not realize, well, we realized through one of our patients in which she's been with us five years working, um, when she when she was stricken, she was only like 33. And her her mother and grandmother, I'll never forget it, that were there, her caregivers. And that Thanksgiving, they made Thanksgiving dinner with cannabis in every part of the thing. That was so big because it's the grandmother. They don't even smoke. But they infused her. Um, and she had a doctor that was, a, uh, was very, very keen on it and had studied it. So there's so many ailments. And the one that I think is the hardest is the young people during the pandemic. I can't tell you how many, um, uh, the older people can't sleep. The younger people can't sleep for uh, the anxiety of what am I going to do about my job? Where is this going? Blah, blah, blah. The loneliness. Uh, I found myself on this schedule where I was going to bed too early and getting up and watching a movie from four to seven. I mean, that's crazy. Then I'm tired at seven when it's time, time to get up. So I think that everything that other people or other age groups experience, it just, when you're, when you're a senior, things are just harder. People think uh, it's amazing. Some of the things that folks will say to you uh, as a senior, like you, it's like, well, you don't know what you're talking about or whatever. And I'm like, I got shoes older than you. What are you talking about? So one of the other aspects that I think should change, we used to, and I know in New York, in a, I think it was in the 70s, they made it almost any law attacking a senior. Um, you're going to jail. Uh, and I'm not a big proponent of jail, but knocking down a senior is kind of in my first uh, 10. And when I was younger, my father was, I hadn't thought of this, but he was a senior advocate. He went back to grad school to get another degree so that he can hang out with young girls, I think, but also he became a senior advocate. And so it's, it's been in um, my uh, stream. The, and a, another problem that we have here in DC, well, it's not a problem because you want to, no smoking in senior bu bu uh, buildings. And so, uh, educating seniors that you don't have to smoke to get the benefit. So uh, being always in an educational, letting people know, getting feedback on how is it doing is so important. Um, but I, I love the work 
and uh, I can't wait for the next chapter. You know, in my early career, I went around the world. I did speeches, blah, 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 blah. And then I just fade. When I got sick for 10 years, I faded away. So it's time for me to come back blasting uh, as a senior um, to uh, educate people that it's okay. It's a natural plant. It's, it's, if you, if you just keep at it, cause folks are, well, I didn't like the first thing. And then they say, I don't, I don't want that. Um, to just keep encouraging them and making folks feel comfortable, their children included mom, dad, you want, are you, are you open to cannabis rather than you can't do that? I mean, a lot of, I, I've had patients whose children are with them and they're like, I don't agree with this. I don't, you know, whatever. So it's not only educating the seniors, it's educating the families who support those seniors. And how can the cannabis industry support you and where can they find you? Well, the, the, uh, the, the first part is on my path. I've come out of my cave, um, on social media and, uh, just folks like you, uh, and getting back on the speed, uh, the circuit. Uh, and the, I think the more attention that I bring to it, writing articles, um, being accessible, uh, and talking to people, um, uh, will be, is what I've, I've started and, uh, going to continue. And, uh, and I, th- I have meetings in the future, uh, to talk to companies. To, that want to, uh, that are interested in what I'm talking about. So I have to do the work and I've started to do that work. And I thank you uh, for bringing me out of the uh, podcast closet. <laughs> and uh, and I, I've learned so much. It's been such a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you for joining me. And until next time, stay high and beautiful. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Your Highness Podcast or on Twitter at Highness Podcast. Be sure to rate us on iTunes and subscribe.